Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 150 minutes and seven goals for that Harry Kane team without our star centre forward as Spurs are off Swansea comfortably on Saturday and set up a semi-final tie against Jose Munoz Manchester United as we have the last word on Spurs. Cleverly for Sheringham, the Bermondorf, first one to Spurs. And Defoe all the way. of different platforms. We are on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook and also not forgetting Instagram. On this edition of the Last Word on Spurs, we'll be talking about the destroying performance against the Swans at the Liberty, which saw Spurs cruise in to the FA Cup semi-finals. We'll be taking a host of questions for tonight's panel and we're going to be discussing the semi-final draw in more detail, which is against Manchester United, as we've said. So, without further ado, let me introduce the guys taking us through the next hour. Back on the show, I've got my man. I've got Jason McGovern with me. Jace, how are you? Fitness, fitness test passed, mate, and good to be back. Just about, Jace. Just about. Yeah, it was a uh, was touch and go retirement. Glad to be back on, mate. Glad <laughs> <laughs> to have you, Jace. Joining Jason tonight, I've got a debut with us. I've got Sammy Powell with us. Sammy, how are you? 
Uh, yes, good evening, Ricky. I'm very well, thank you, mate. Very well. Oh, good. We're glad to have you on, Sammy. And finally, last but not least, we've got the returning brilliant Spurs vlogger. We've got Anna from Spurs XY. Anna, how are you? Oh, I'm really well, especially after that intro. Thank you. Oh, bless you. <laughs> well, listen, we're great to, really great to get you back on, Anna. I know it's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. I can't believe it was in November. And wow, time flies. I can't believe it. It does. Time flies. And we've still been playing quite well, haven't we? There's not been really a, a massive dip in form, has it, from this Tottenham team? Oh, no, not at all. I think we're playing so well. And it's crazy. Obviously, you know, the Champions League exit wasn't good, but we still put in a brilliant performance against Juve. And then now, obviously, the topic of today's show is the FA Cup but even in the league I think we're doing really well so no definitely form has been great yeah it has been well tell you what Jason let me start with you then from the weekend I mean listen we've cruised into this FA Cup semi-final to be played back our temporary home after a brilliant and comprehensive win against Swansea Jace what did you make of it I made of it what, what usually happens down at Swansea we just <laughs> tend to go down there do a job but it's what 15 games now against them without without losing so it was was comfortable all the all the way through. First five minutes, other than when Vaughan had to come out and make a save at, at Dyer's feet. The rest of the first half, totally controlled it. Probably should have been more than one up going into half time, and then Lamella curled that one in in that in that very last minute to give us that vital second goal. And then what they they played well for a minute of the second half, and after that it was just totally one-way traffic again and in the end 3-0 could have been 4-5-6 couldn't it it was was such a, a, an easy tie and a really comprehensive win and you know we had the the normal pre-match meltdown amongst supporters and yet the three players that That's standard three players that standard. came in you know Michelle Vaughan what a fantastic double yeah. save from him oh, yeah. you know it was amazing that that everyone was seemed to be moaning that Deli Ali was left out after weeks of telling Pochettino to leave Deli out <laughs> and to pick Lucas Moura and then when he finally does it it creates creates a storm and and you know the number seventeen that we can never praise he had a really good game as well so and and, and actually when you looked at it eight of the starting side Saturday started the league game down there so when people were saying why aren't we going with our strongest team well That's it wasn't strong. exactly that. It wasn't exactly that different from the side that, that went down there, what, two months ago and won. So, no, it was a fantastic day all round, mate. I love, Jace, how you said you were about they played for about a minute of the second half. Is that all they did, play for about a minute? Well, it was, wasn't it? it was, in fact, I think it was 50, 52 seconds or something. <laughs> so, it wasn't even a minute. But I, I was being generous to them, saying they dominated a minute. Oh, yeah, man. they gave us a lot of space, didn't they? I, I, I feel as though, sorry to put it. No, go for it, Sam. Yeah, come around to you. Uh, yeah, I, I feel as though, you know, although Spurs were fantastic, it definitely, um, you know, like Jason said, it could have been could have been four, five or six. But I do feel as though Swansea, they four. I mean, for being at home, they, they, they didn't put any pressure on. They really sat back and the space they gave us really allowed Tottenham to do what they do best. Was that surprising you, Sam, the fact that, you know, they, they played, seemed to be so negative and it was, I have to say, it was more, it was a really pathetic performance, wasn't it, from a home side? Yeah, yeah, it's the space. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who you are, mm. the, the style of player you are, the, the, the players you've got in your squad. If you press, you'll pressure people and, and you know, you, you'll, you'll make people flap. You'll make them make the wrong decisions no matter how good they are. And I just feel as though Swansea, they didn't do that at all. They, um, 
You know, they, they, they sat back. Any of the long balls ahead, they accepted that Sanchez and Jan were going to take it on. They weren't battling them for it. And it just made for, for, in that final third, final fall, I think it made for a, a little bit more of an easy game for Spurs. Yeah, it very much did. So let me bring you in, Anna. Mr P says, no one to fear. By far the most comfortable quarterfinal performance. I mean, it was Anna, wasn't it? A real comfortable performance and a team performance with Ericsson and Lamella, particularly shining with their individual goals in that one. Honestly, yeah, it was so comfortable. I was just casually watching it and I, I was just not a worry in the world. It was crazy for, you know, as you said, a, a quarterfinal in the FA Cup. But the point was what um, what you guys made earlier, that they gave us so much space. Even Ericsson said that in his interview, that because they were like, oh, you score so many goals against Swansea. But yeah, they just give him space. And if you allow him to shoot from outside the box, then I'm sorry, he's going to put it in the back of the net. Yeah. So. It was so comfortable and yeah, Lamella was again outstanding and I'm so glad that Mora started. It was great. Was I mean, I've got to say, this Tottenham side and we'll keep saying it, seven goals in the last two games without Harry Kane being on the pitch. Jace, a lot of the media want to call us a one-man team. It's far from it, isn't it? That's what I've said all along, isn't it? I, I didn't... Of course you're going to miss him. I mean, it's ridiculous to say you won't miss him, but we showed it last year when... Was it, he missed eight or nine league games? We never lost one. And when he when he was missing at this same period last year, we won every single game, including going to Swansea and scoring three in that time. Albeit we had to wait till what the 89th minute to get the first one of those three. But you know, it, it's this side's got a lot more to it than than any individual player. And you know, Ericsson's a massive player in this side. There's so many. Sonny is a massive player in this side. Jan's a massive player in this side. Moussa Dembele is a massive player. <laughs> You're always going to miss one player, but we have got a much bigger squad than people ever give us credit for. And when you think that side, no Kane, no Toby, no Rose, no Dembele, no mm. Deli Ali, no Hugo. You know, there's a, no Wanyama. Wanyama wasn't even on the bench, so I don't know what quite what happened to Wanyama in the week. But when you look at all those players missing and you still go and dominate, what, 84 minutes of a game or win 3-0, that's, that tells you a lot about the squad, mate. It does indeed. And this is now a 21st FA Cup semi-final for Spurs, but their first ever home semi-final, if you're going to count Wembley. We're going to come on to that whole debate about advantage and disadvantage later. Let me ask you, Sammy. I mean, Pochettino, he did name, like we said already, a very strong Spurs team, including that start from Mora. And we had Vorm, as expected, also start, while Eriksson, Son and Lamella provided Spurs with a decent attacking threat. Was that roughly the team he was expecting, Sammy, when that was announced? Um, you know, you never know with Pochettino. I think he must look at his bench and sometimes he Meeny, meeny, miny, mo to the quality that he's got because it, you know, it must be a really difficult decision. Um, I, you know, I, I replicate what what Jason said. You're always going to miss um, somebody like Harry Kane. Who wouldn't? It's it's something very special to to watch the man. But the depth we've got in our squad now is something that I I thought would take us quite a few years to build. You know, and and it's it's all just come together. More, yeah, he needed the start. If I'm honest with you, I think Lucas Moore he needs a start. He needs more starts yeah. to bring him into the squad and get that quality of him integrating with the other players he's got so much quality and he's lacking the finish he's lacking just that final little touch because he's not been there as much and and that's my opinion you know I think but apart from that oh you know looking at it as a whole he has got the quality that we need um son he, he is what he is I mean we hold our hands up oh, to him yeah. Lamella great game for me though for me two stand let's talk about two standout players Ericsson and mm. Sanchez for me. Sanchez was he, his play at the back. He's so intelligent. Yeah. When you when you get somebody at the back, their job is to it comes towards them. They get rid. 
or it's it's going away from them, getting up the field, uh, you know, w- 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 without any threat back. He he's so intelligent. It's coming to him. He's looking at the next move. He's looking at how to get that ball into the right space, you know, and not just to clear it. And I think he had a fantastic game. And my biggest problem with him is whether he's going to burn out. He's shown no signs of tiring. Mm-hmm. But I think he is for me a standout player and, and maybe underrated, you know, so far. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say it. I mean, 21 years old, first Premier League season, and I think he has looked fairly comfortable. I know some have said at times he's looked a little bit out of his depth, but Sam, Sammy, I mean, he's such a young kid, isn't he? you have to give him time in such a demanding league. Mm. Yeah, you do, you do. And 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 to be fair, you know, he, he came in with credentials, but I genuinely believe, you know, like a lot of players would at this age coming into a squad that Tottenham have, that Tottenham will make him, I think, will bring the best out of him working, obviously, with somebody like Pochettino. It's a no-brainer what he gets out of players. But yeah, I don't think we've seen the best of Davidson Sanchez yet. I think uh, I think he is he's got so much to give. Very, very, very intelligent player. And if you watch him, if you if you were to watch the game back and focus on only one player, he is. I mean, you, you'd be more than impressed with, with with what he pulls off. On top of that, again for my man of the match and who's wasn't man of the match, it's uh, Ericsson was just um, he was breathtaking. I mean, even we talk about Swansea not being on form. You put anybody on form and try and stop those goals, I mean, no chance. Yeah, he's like I say, he's an incredible form, Ericsson. And when he is in this type of form, you have to say, he does a lot of the best midfielders in Europe. And let me come ask, let me come over to you just to ask you also about that team selection. I mean, like Jace mentions there, you know, without Lloris, Rose Alavirold, Oria Winkston, Bele Wanyama, Ali and Kane in that starting eleven, And yet still, Anna, before kickoff, we have like a massive meltdown out of some, you know, fans. Can you understand it at all? No, I can't, and uh, that's why I don't particularly go onto Twitter, or, or especially see, Twitter, see, before the best start, thing because yeah, I need to keep in my own little zone, and mm. I feel like that was a great team, to be honest. We put out our strong fullbacks, which everyone was crying out for, so you can't complain about that. I think putting out Vaughan was made a lot of sense, and he did mm. really well for that double save, and he wasn't challenged apart from that. We put out Sanchez and Vertonghen, who both had great games. And then, OK, we had Dyer midfield and Sissoko had a great, a good game as well. So, you know, you can't can't judge that. And then we had the top four up front, which we wanted. As we said, we need Lucas needs time up front. So I don't know why people were moaning, if I'm honest. And it was just so comfortable. And also going back to the, the Harry Kane one-man team point, it's just annoying that we are classed as a one-man team. But we have so many amazing underrated players from yeah. Son to Ericsson to Dembele. Massively. And yeah. I literally could name the whole... Yeah. almost and yeah. you know I'm not that upset I don't want everyone to know how amazing we are because then they'll come and snatch our players but it is annoying and frustrating when we have these quality players and only Harry Kane gets recognised to that extent Anna, Anna can I can I just say something there because you mentioned a word that I mean it plays on my mind a lot is the is underrated and Tottenham seem to come together as, as, as a really good marriage because mm. I always yeah. feel as though no yeah. matter what you had sort of the Van der Vaar the whole scenario you know of us mm. Mm. Lucas uh, Modric, the, mm. the bail before he came such a superstar so quickly. But we yeah. always have this underrated, you know, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we breed them sun, yeah. you know, lamella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I look at the players and I'm screaming at the top of my voice, underrated. You know, I just yeah. again yeah. about Sanchez there. How yeah. many of them are underrated? I mean, all of them apart from Harry All Kane. of them. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can disagree. It's true. Yeah, I don't think you can disagree. I mean, honestly, I don't. I think if you look at traditional media, the only player they constantly praise, it would be Harry Kane. Rightfully, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the lad. And what he's done is amazing. But... Only recently have they started talking about Ericsson and Son and yeah. 
sometimes Dembele, but even then, it's just, it does not. Neither of them get as much credibility as they should. Yeah, well, of course. You look at Son. If Pogba was doing the things Son was oh, doing, oh, it'd yeah, be an absolute wank fest. Yeah, and I'm not being funny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go for it. That's fine. <laughs> lower the tone. No, you can say whatever you want on this sound. Don't worry about it. But you I mean, I'm not. I'm not being funny though. You know what they're like, and it, because it's Tottenham, they'll they'll ha- they'll, they'll be faster to highlight. You know, his, his discrepancies than than the eyes accolades, and I mean, it's just incredible what some of our players are achieving the world class do you think it also comes into the fact that sorry just to take this on a different topic but the fact that you brought a Pogma and obviously with Mourinho and the type of manager he is and the type of style United have and you know how they're always so loud it's obviously topical because we're going to play them soon but Mm. with Ericsson and Son and Son is such a humble person and Pochettino as well it's amazing his press conferences and the way he comes across as a person mm. and as a manager it's it's all cemented that we're all very low key we're ground down to earth and we don't like to hype up things while yeah. we're it's, it's coming from the it's coming from the top up that Anna for me if, if, mm. if you ask my opinion that's coming from the gaffer because he brings that humbleness no matter you know okay we're not bringing in the trophies we're probably going to touch on that very shortly but you know it's it is coming i mean stevie wonder can see it coming in, in, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and, but but you know the, the the bottom line is is that it's coming from him you see when we had red nap he was loud he had the boys and he yes. had people like bentley and that pouring ice over him when we <laughs> and, you know you see it in the players you watch the manager and then you watch the players and you see it and if you've got a good manager that's implementing good qualities and a good regime they'll replicate the ethics mm-hmm. that the manager has yeah well let me ask you just bringing you in about the gaffer Pochettino himself andrew richardson asked the question personally i don't take it well when Poch down grazy if they come we haven't won anything in 10 years, and for him to basically say the Premier League and Champions League is all that matters to him is ridiculous. We need this trophy. We need something for the fans to prove we are in a new successive era. But, Jace, you know, I think you tweeted back at me recently. You know, he put a, a thing up Saturday saying, you know, he does recognise the importance of this trophy. Do you think we have to give him a little bit of, you know, leeway here? I mean, he wants bigger things, of course, but I think he also does recognise that we need to, you know, get over the line in, like, say, an FA Cup. What? <coughs> I think you have to be really careful with with how headline writers and mm. such twist twist his words. He has never once said he doesn't want to win the FA Cup. Yeah. He's never once said it's not a not a big thing for the club. He wants to win it for the club. He wants to win it for the supporters. Every single team he's sent out in every single FA Cup tie we've played has been good enough to win that tie. He was in the semi-final last year. We're in the semi-final again. Yeah. So I don't under- quite understand. What, what When you actually read the words he says, it's, it's like if a journalist just gave him a question, do you want to win the FA Cup? He'll say yes. But journalists will give him, do you think to get the winning mentality here, Tottenham have to win the FA Cup? And then he gives a bigger answer. And mm-hmm. and I think he's he's mm-hmm. right. I don't think it's downgrading it. I mean, Arsenal we don't forget the rivalry a minute. They've won the FA Cup three times in four years. Name me anyone that suggests mm-hmm. Arsenal have the winning mentality. Mm-hmm. Every time they play a, an away game to the top six, they don't win it. Nobody says, Yeah, but Arsenal have got a winning mentality. Not nobody just suggests top six. Yeah, Exactly. Nobody yeah. nobody suggests Birmingham or Swansea or Wigan or teams like that have got a big winning mentality. And let's be honest, if you look back over, what, 20 years, what's the best Arsenal side you remember? The one that won the league and was invincible. Not the ones that's won four FA Cups. No. Yeah. If you think of a great Chelsea side, you think of a Chelsea side that won the Premier League and won a Champions League. Champions if you League, think of yeah. a great Man United side, 
do you remember Louis Van Gaal's side that won an FA Cup? Or do no. you remember a side under Fergie that won a treble? Yeah. So that's what Pochettino's saying. For Tottenham to be considered a great side, you have to do more than win an FA Cup. That's all he's actually Correct. Doing. You look at the yep. words yep. he uses. That's what he says. It, yeah. Not once does he say he doesn't want to win the FA Cup and I don't give two hoops for the FA Cup. He, he never says that. But that the headline will always take the butt part of his argument because mm. they ask that part of the question and he answers it brutally honestly and and let's be fair you know we played Swansea in the league on on January pouring of rain a night game over Christmas there was more there then than there was Saturday lunchtime <laughs> you know how, how seriously the fans take the FA Cup yeah that's a good point you know, it's it's, mm. it's downgraded by by so many Manchester United played Brighton Brighton in a quarter-final leave Glenn Murray on the bench. <laughs> David De Gea isn't picked from Man United, nor is Rashford, nor is Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. Mm. Every club does it. Yeah. It's not just Pochettino, but it seems that Pochettino is the only one that supposedly doesn't value the FA Cup. It's yeah. ridiculous. Of course he values it. Yeah, one player to help we are valuing at the moment, I've got to bring it round to you, Sammy, is Christian Eriksen. I mean, for that first goal, he charged at goal, didn't he? And killed in a superb finish to give Spurs the lead. A brilliant assist from Eric Lamella, it has to be said. But Eriksen, Sammy, at the top of his game at the moment, isn't he? Top of the game. I mean, the, the thing is, though, if you look at him, uh, there's a lot of Spurs fans out there that, that they will, you know, they'll say he's, he, he has one good game in five Wrong. I'm sorry, completely wrong. What you don't notice about Christian Eriksen is when he's not doing magnificent, worldy things like that that put him in the spotlight. He's the glue. Yeah. And, you know, and for me, he's the glue. There's two players in Tottenham that when they're on the field, you could play. This is why the youth comes through, because they will hold up the, the, the senior role in, in the team, which is Dembele, clearly, because of what he brings. And Christian Eriksen, when Christian Eriksen isn't producing magic, he's holding it together. And that's through the passing, his pinpoint passing. You see him on internationals. Everybody seems to take his eye off him and watch England. Crikey me, please don't do that. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know, Christian Eriksen, divert your interest to where he's playing, what he's doing, oh, and he's dear. scoring the goals. He'll get a little mention at the bottom of the paper, by the way for the three magnificent <laughs> goals that he's put into the top corner because we were focusing on silly decisions that are made in England. But, the um, you know, it's um, yeah, he's the, he's the glue and that is um, the best way for me to describe him, Ricky. Love it, Savvy, love it. Let me ask you, Anna, coming around to you. Mark Butcher says, how good has Eriksen been for the last two games? Control both of them. Vital until the end of the season. Is he going to be for us, Anna? Oh, yeah, no, not just two. I think I agree with Samuel there a lot. He is our heartbeat and he holds mm. our team together. And I remember watching cup games where he's not playing and I'm like, oh, my goodness, where is our creativity coming from? And the point is, is that when he's not producing that magic, he is the one who's looking and picking for passes, some yep. amazing passes as well. And to some extent, Harry Kane does that as well. When he, you know, when he doesn't score a hat-trick, then he holds up the play and lays it off to someone else. But mm. going back to Ericsson, I think he is definitely the, one of the most important players for us in our team right now he, he does he is the glue who holds us together and he makes a lot of things happen if not almost everything to some extent it's, it's a really sorry to butt in Ricky That's but I just saying. want to finish yeah, off that, that subject with everything it's a really it's a funny thing that I have when I think about players that, that really really make a difference in the squad and what I do is I quite simply have a philosophy of going 
who would I swap them for? And 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 sometimes you look at players like Christian Eriksen. To be fair, this is a difficult one being a passionate Spurs fan because I'm looking at people like Eumingson and pondering <laughs> who the hell in the world I'm swapping for yeah. at the moment. But yeah. with Christian Eriksen, I look and I go, hmm, I, 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 it's a hard, hard question. Yeah, couple in Barca, maybe. <laughs> Couple of, and, and I mean, I'm being that that, that serious about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. please don't take me as blinking. Who would you swap him for? No, you wouldn't. Who brings that to the squad? You wouldn't. And I, mm. I, I find it hard. You say that Barca there, Jason. I say, I think I've said this to you before. I mean, I think, you know, Barcelona, granted, they went for Coutinho. They, for me, signed the highlights rule. I mean, this guy, Ericsson. Thank God for that. Does it, I mean, yeah, exactly. Thank Absolutely. God for that. It does it week in, week out, Jason. I mean, man the match at the weekend. Eight goals in his last nine against Swansea. And, you know, no players registered more assists than him away from home. What a player, Jace, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And, and we're right. He, he, he's so an, he's such a, an important part. I mean, he missed that game at Southampton and we really struggled we did. down mm. there that day. And, and we all said we, you know, we failed to really create anything down there. And he's, he's a vital part of this side. His creativity is important. And I think now, you know, other Premier League sides have the respect for him as well. And he's... And unless you're an Arsenal fan that thinks Mesut Ozil was the greatest player around, I think you know, most, most other. Oh, I think most <laughs> clubs now look at, at Ericsson and, and realise just what a good player he is. Key thing about Ericsson yeah. that, that makes him such an important player as well mm. is he's hardly ever out injured, is he? Really, he must have played now. I, I can't yeah. think of when he's you're missed. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's always available. Yeah. You never yeah. have to take him off. He plays 90 minutes every week. Mm. And I mean, he, yeah. that you can really build a side around someone. He is. He's fit, healthy. He's good, with, good with both feet, uh, Jay, yeah. uh, Jason, as well. He's good with both feet. And as Anna yeah. mentioned before about the majority of the players at the club, humble. Yeah, mm. so humble. Yeah, very much so. Jace, can I ask you about the uh, VAR incident, what you made of that? I mean, for me, it kind of showed the goal should have stood, <laughs> but it was disallowed. I mean, we have absolutely no hope in getting this into our game, Jace, do we at the moment, the way this is working? Well, I mean, when a, when a flag went up, I didn't have a problem with it given offside. I think to the naked eye, it would be. And then, because I forgot that VAR was coming into it. And then 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 you're, you're talking about trying to measure, what, a millimetre on a screen. And I think there is a, a valid argument that, that Swansea would have is that, you know, they kind of stop because the flag goes up and, and the goalkeeper might try and make more of an effort to save it. And, and therefore, if you then give it under VAR, you're changing the way the game's played. But let's just move on from it, mate. We had enough problems with it with Rochdale. It's so a joke. Oh it's a joke. Yeah, that Rochdale game was, was I mean, awful. I was there and yeah. I was freezing cold. <laughs> and I could feel so bad for all the fans in the Swansea Stadium, whether they were home or away fans, <laughs> because I know I had to go through it multiple times, not just once. And... It, that just that time is and just sitting there not knowing what's going on because if you're watching on the telly at least I saw the lines and mm, how yeah. inch by inch like milli inch they were trying to get there which is fine and a bit pointless but the time that goes into it and you don't know what's going on is so frustrating it is I mean yeah. I'll ask you Sammy you get the bloke with the ear to his ear no one knows what's going on Oh, you're asking the wrong person here, honestly. Mate, do you want me to be dead straight? I've said I'd be as professional as possible. It's it's a fucking calamity. (laughs) Honestly, right, you bring in... I I like to be in my kitchen, let me put it into perspective for you, cooking dinner, right, and I like to add ingredients, and I do a bit of paprika, I do a bit of this, a bit of that, and I like it. Do you know if I had a robot doing it for me and adding the ingredients and then producing the dish at the end, I'd go, oh, 
brilliant. Not a good experience. And, and you know, the thing is, for this whole thing, it's taking away for me what everything the sport is about. And, mm. you know, I've, I've, I've sat back with it, if I'm being straight with you. I've sat back and I've listened to what people have to say, the experts' advice and the novice advice, everybody's opinion on it, just to see if I could get my head around it. And I looked at it and just went... How that and, and that by the way, that was the pivotal moment for me when they ruled Sonny onside and then gave it off anyway. I just thought I was honest, I was in hysterics. It's 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 a circus. And you know, for me, that that is that has the potential to ruin the sport that we're so passionately sat up here at thirty three minutes past eight o'clock talking about. <laughs> Anna, let me come round to you. So Eric Lamella, not only was he assisting Ericsson in that first goal, but for the second one, he done it all himself. I mean, deservedly right on half-time. What did you make of that goal? There was about 20 times, 25 times, and he rolled his foot over the ball, wasn't he, before he oh put my it in the corner? Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. And I'll just start off with what you said, that it was deserved. I think 1-0 wouldn't have represented that half at all. And 2-0 came at a great time. And yeah, the way he rolled his foot over it was just oh, so beautiful. And then he finished it with his right foot as well. Goalkeeper had no chance whatsoever. It's a beautiful, beautiful goal. So glad he's back. And he's looking so fancy and happy with himself. He obviously looked really good when he came on against Bournemouth. So I'm just so happy that he's back. Yeah. Let me ask you, Sam, there seems to be out there, you know, with regards to Lamella, there's kind of two sides. Either you love him or you hate yeah. him. What side yeah. of the fence are you on, Sammy? I, I, do you know what? I have to agree with you. I don't know why there's that whole Marmite philosophy with him, but uh, th there is. And, 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 you know, there's so many people giving him grief that when he does well, I'm one of the people so happy to put the haters in the place because he deserves it. He works religiously when he's on the ball. Mm. His skill's fantastic. You know, he's always thinking about the road ahead, the move forward. You know, he's an, an intelligent player. For me, Lamella, you know, he's, he's come back after his break. Let's be dead straight with a with a with a massive challenge of the squad that we've put mm. together in yep. such a short space of time, having such an immense quality. I mean, he must have been looking at it and thinking, I might not get back in there ever. You know, mm. he must have been. Um, but, you know, he's come back in with a bang. And Lamella, you've asked me what side of the fence I'm on. I'm pro Lamella. I'm the one always chanting, always take Lamella with you because he's <laughs> one of those players that I think you need to make an impact on the squad. And, you know, you can either start him and have a really good, fast-paced game. He's brilliant, that roll over the foot, like you said, Anna. I mean, he's got such a touch mm. of class, mm. quality. You know, remember, everybody remembers the Rabona. He's got it in his <laughs> locker. But, you know, for me, you can bring him on as a super sub, and he makes that input immediately. Within 30 seconds, he's changed the game. Yeah, he has done. Chase, let me ask you, do you think that's going to be enough for him, like Sam says there, as a super sub? Will he want to be more than that, do you think, next season, if he does retain his fitness like we're seeing? Well, I said, didn't he? When, he, when he got his fitness back, I said he has to make, he has to grab every single chance he gets between now and the end of the season. And in fairness, he's doing that. I mean, the impressive part was he won both the, the balls for the first and the third goal as well. So it wasn't just his goal. He actually, his ball retrieval, and we know how how he, he can press from the front as Pochettino wants. And he won both those balls for the Ericsson goal. He's, he's doing everything that you could possibly ask him to do at the moment. And let's see, he may well force his way into a into the starting lineup. You know, if Sonny for the next two or three games does have a quiet one and Kane comes back, who's to say Lamella then won't won't hold his place and it'll be Sonny that drops out? Uh, who's to say Deli Ali will just stroll back in if he's got a, an injury that that kept him out? Satellite, he came off the bench in fairness, but yeah. I, I think Lamella will start Premier League games between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Anyway, mate. 
Jason, I, I think he works well with Sonny. Do you not? Do you not yeah. see those two linking up immaculately? Because yeah. I think Lamella's got that. He's not. He's not as hold up as, as as Harry Kane is when Kane has to drop back before he goes forward. He's not as strong like that. But he keeps the ball, and I think he he gets Sonny goes into the right places. He gets it to Sonny, and Sonny has the pace to go forward. Those two together for me, they're a good marriage. I'm pleased he scored because the other thing I've always said about him, he needs. He needs a big goal in a big game, you know. Not, yeah. I mean, he scored against Man United in the three 0 but it was the third goal. He really yeah. needs, yeah. I think, to just just to convert one or two of the the dislikers. If he gets the winner at Stamford Bridge, for instance, in oh. two weeks' time, well, semi final uh, goal, Jase. Semi final, yeah, <laughs> semi final goal or a goal that, that beats Man City one nil at Wembley or whatever. He needs one of those, you know, goals that instead of being the Rabona in a. 5 nil win against <laughs> Astra Gugu or whatever. <laughs> you know, he needs he needs that big goal that you you look back at Eric Lamella and think, remember that day in his own words he made the difference and yeah. he just needs that to, to 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 convince one or two of the doubters, mate. Good, yeah. good good shout. I think that's a great shout and he loves the club Ricky as well. That's mm, the thing. Yeah. He, he loves you can he loves playing for Tottenham. You could see he's one of those players that if the, if he got the move if he got the, the you know the the, the the shock transfer move, he wouldn't enjoy. It. He loves Tottenham and he That's hates Arsenal. Way, it? So yeah. he, he hates Arsenal. What what's more to yeah, well, not like about exactly. it? Exactly. After that Jack Wilshere incident, I think anyone that maybe was on the fence slightly came more on his side. I mean, you can't absolutely love him after the back of that. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, Anna, bringing it round to you. I think you or Jason made the point, Michelle Vaughan. What a mm. big double save that was, you know, because at that time, you know, Swansea they get a goal back, it changes the whole game, doesn't it? Fully agree with that. I was thinking at half time. It's like we saw that with Bournemouth as well. And yeah. play, teams like they had to do something. They, they did nothing in the first half. So they just had to, even if it was 52 seconds, they just had to do something <laughs> for those 52 seconds. And uh, and yeah, no, the first save on its own was amazing. But then to recover and make that second one was amazing. And, you know, especially for keepers with us, we have such a good defensive unit. And when they are tested, it's not like they're constantly tested and they have to be on their toes all the time. It comes out of the blue almost. And the fact that he was so alert and so aware, I just praising him. And I think he did really well there. Let me come round to you, Jace. I mean, I've got to ask you the third goal. Now, many would maybe have expected Lucas Moura to shoot like a typical Brazilian, but he laid it off for Ericsson. Lovely finish. And it's fair to say, Jace, that was game over pretty much after that. Yeah, and... Um... Just, just confirm the win, didn't it? But I think, I think the thing with Lucas Moore, I think with the, the assist, I think if Lucas Moore had played a lot more, he might well have had a shot. I think he's just in that that stage where he just maybe wants the extra touch just to to make mm. sure of things. And by taking that extra touch, it it kind of took his shooting angle out and he laid it off. But you know, there's a chance when he went through one on one, wasn't he? When he, he he perhaps waited a fraction too long, and even in the first half. When he went through, it kind of stuck under his feet. I think they're just the just the little signs where where you know he's not playing regular football. But I think on a normal day, if Lucas Moore has played twenty games this season, he would have had that that shot himself rather than laying it into Ericsson. But but an, another finish from from Ericsson, spot on, wasn't it? Right into that bottom corner. Perhaps the perhaps the keeper could have done well, but the keeper had denied him with the one that he turned on in the bar, so you, you couldn't begrudge Ericsson that goal as well. No, you couldn't. We've got a load of questions coming about Mora. Let me ask some. Let me, let me start with you, Jace. Helena, a birthday girl, asked the question, did that performance from Mora show he's a genuine contender for a place in the starting eleven? And if so, who would you leave out to bring him in, Jace? Well, I think he's definitely a contender to start games next season. It's Like I say, I think he just needs that, that real rhythm 
where he, he does things instinctively rather than just wanting that, that slight extra touch or the, the extra couple of seconds. Um, who would get really difficult, isn't it? Which one do you leave out? Because there's so much movement around. Mm. It certainly wouldn't be Ericsson. So you, you're either leaving Son out or Deli Ali out or Eric Lamella out at the moment. And, and then Kane comes back. One of those three's got to be left out anyway. So I, I honestly don't know you, you're going to leave out for Lucas Moura. But um, he looks a real Spurs player. His, his work off the ball is what surprising me. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never known such a little bloke win as many headers in midfield <laughs> as he does. He does, doesn't he? I said that yeah. at Rochdale. When he, I think he won about six headers there. And he won, he won loads of headers. And there was a little part in the second half, I think, when, when they looked like they were going to break. And he was the one that made the chase, you know, 30, 40 yards back to intercept a pass just outside our box. And things like that have have really surprised me. I expected the quality. I'd heard all about the pace, but he has surprised me with the amount of work he, he looks like he's prepared to do off the ball. Yeah. And Pochettino will have absolutely love that side of it as well, won't he? Yeah, he's not your typical Brazilian, is he? Let me ask you, Sammy, no, coming, around, coming around to you. John Anders asked a question. Lucas looked a threat for most of the game and his willingness to defend and challenge stood out just as much as his attacking, as Jace just said. Is it apt to say he's fitting into the shoes at Tottenham? What do you reckon, Sammy, on that one? Well, it's a million percent that, the, you know, the answer to that is yes. He's, he's fit in the shoes. But I mentioned earlier on when I was off on a rant at some point, which happens regularly, is more he, do, he needs the game time. Jason touched on it all for me there. You know, I'd replicate every single thing he said about Lucas Moura there. Who do you replace? Jesus, I, I don't know. You know, when everybody's fully fit, that is a tough squad to get into. I mean, you're looking at, at one point, as we just touched on, Lamella looking at the, at the squad and not being able to get in. Lucas Moore is a newcomer. He's got a point to prove. But do you know the thing that I really value about him, uh, Ricky, is that when you look at him, he wants to play. And yeah. and, and, and and that is, I think he's brought that with him from PSG. He came from it. Neymar yeah. said in an interview that Lucas Moura was one of the most underrated players in the world. I mean, what a statement from a player like that. Yeah. You know, and and he comes to a club like Tottenham. I'm bouncing in my car when it got released, you know. <laughs> well, to, let's be honest, we were all waiting about 20 days. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. official release. But we were, you know, <laughs> announced more as we all had tattooed on our foreheads. But, the, you know, we, you know, I'm, it's, I, I want to see the best of him. Have we? No. Uh, is he is he showing signs of good integration? Yes. Um, he needs a, a, a lot more game time to see the full quality, I think, that Lucas Moura has got. And I think he'll be a pacey, not just a provider for assists, but he'll be quite an integral goal scorer. He's got the talent that, that, that it takes to get into the Tottenham side. Fingers crossed. Let me ask you, Anna, a question from Timothy Four, who says, out of Lamella, Son and Lucas, who would you start against Chelsea? Big question. That's sorry, I got to oh, the spot, Anna. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it actually ties in really well, obviously, with the previous question and the mm. fact that they're all so fluid and it really just comes down who's on form. Like, And that's a good thing about Pochettino, that he chooses people based on the training performance and how they're looking and that eager and that hunger coming in. Who was the three? Son, Lucas and uh, Lamella? Son, Lucas and Lamella, yeah. Two oh, months. goodness. I think, I think Son's been great so far. He's been scoring a lot of goals. Uh, Lamella needs game time. I don't know if I really want to risk him. Then again, he can easily surprise us. So mm. I don't want to... Not consider him, but I think just based on the last couple of games, maybe Lamella and Son. If I really, really had to choose, oh, but I don't really want to. <laughs> it's a tough one, that isn't it? It's such a tough one. Yeah. You to can't see. take Son anywhere, though, Ricky. Can you? Let's no. be honest. Let's no, not go into a full because no, we could do another true. hour on human. We could. Son, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, the the bottom line is he's got to go nowhere. 
No. He, he's the player that we've all been saying for months. We look at him and we go, he's the game changer. Yeah, he's the game team. changer. Why yeah, is he not coming on at 50 yeah. minutes instead of 60? Why is he not coming on at 60 minutes yeah. instead of 70? He was the guy that was coming in and making the difference of the game. And now he's finally getting his slot in the squad. Yeah. He's proven in it. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's been involved in our last five goals in the FA Cup. Two goals, three assists. I mean, Jason, I've got to ask you. Let me bring it around yeah. to you. Um, it's that time of the evening. We've got to have a word about him. And this is going to, again, cause a bit of controversy. Number 17, Jace, Moussa Soko. What have you got to tell us about him? <laughs> oh, I always get the Moussa Soko question. I'll no, take I, it. I'm quite around the panel. <laughs> go on, Anna. Because they all know my views on Moussa Well, that's Sissoko. why I go thought I'd it, take a little go bit on, more Anna. of a positive role. Go on, Anna. Go for it. Oh, Anna, mean? I'm positive. Don't worry. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think he played really well. I think that solid role working with Dyer really suited him. I never thought that a wide position really suited him at Tottenham. I think a midfield role or like a, like in the centre role would do it much better. I think he's starting to get there. Don't get me wrong. He's not amazing yet and he's no, not world yeah. class. And he is a still a bit tentative on ball. But I think some of his, he did some lovely one-touch football. He linked up well. I think he's looking far more confident. He's putting in effort. And, you know, I try to see the best in all our players. And I don't yeah. understand how anyone could not like Lamella, for example. The work rate he puts in. And the same goes with Sissoko. I don't think he's intentionally whatever he's doing but he just needed time and the same goes with Aurea for example he didn't have a pre-season so there are loads of arguments to put out there but I'm positive with Sissoko I think he put in a good performance and let's just leave it at that yeah I mean let me ask you Sammy coming around to you listen I've got to be honest I did give Sissoko a bit of credit this weekend and I thought that was rightly so but also at the same time I'm not going to sit here and say he's one of the best players in the squad I acknowledge that pretty much at the squad he's one of the weakest but when he's got a Tottenham shirt on Sammy you have to support him surely you can't just be well, lambasting players for no reason. I, I don't care what anybody says. When anybody's got a Tottenham shirt on, you have to support them. But let's be really, really honest. You know, in the, in 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 the current form that that players like Ericsson, Lucas, yeah. and and Sanchez were, were were playing, you could have put me, Jason, and Anna into cups, <laughs> and we could possibly have still kept. That about Jace. Not sure about that and, right foot. I got and me honest, the, okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm over exaggerating, but you know, I have a love hate relationship with Musa Sissoko. He is one of those players that. He hasn't quite fucked up enough for me to hate him, but he's just, <laughs> when you look at him in the Spurs squad, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he, he's got to bring a little bit more quality that, than what he's got. You wonder whether he could hit Mila Kunis if she was lying on her bed waiting for <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, I love it. Let me come around Oh, here. I apologise. No. <laughs> oh, I'm saying you're going to put us to Mila. I'm about to say, I'm not sure you're listening in. I'm going to be too worried. Don't worry. Let me, um, let me bring around to you, Jase. Henrik. Lofgren, I hope I pronounced that right. He says, give Jason five minutes just on Sissoko alone. So, Jason, give us a little bit of a view on Sissoko. Come on, we know you want to give a little bit of a view. It's what I've I've always said, isn't it? Criticise players when they play poorly. If if Moussa Sissoko had a crack against West Ham on New Year's Eve or whenever it was, it doesn't make any difference to the fact that on Saturday he Mm. played well. The travelling support... Those that paid their money to go down there, those that travelled and left London at what six o'clock in the morning on a day full of snow, thoroughly enjoyed watching Musa Sissoko's performance. He got a fantastic reception from the supporters, gave his shirt to a little kid. He was the last one off the pitch. Pochettino was waiting for him. On the day, he had a good game. And, and that's all you can say. And w- would I pick him against Chelsea in two weeks' time? No, I wouldn't. But that doesn't mean to say that he didn't have a good game at Swansea. And I think it came up, he had 127 touches of the ball, of which he found a Spurs player on 106 times. Yeah, he blocked, good. He blocked, made blocks. 
He made blocks, he made tackles, he ran with the ball, played balls out wide, tried to get into the box a couple of times. His performance on the day was fine. And if, you know, there was one person that tweeted when his name came up on the team sheet, he said, I hope he breaks both his legs today. Yeah. Oh, my oh well, now, I hope you gave him some grief. Jesus. Yeah. Some sweet rubbish like that. I tell you what, yeah. I'd far sooner see Musa Sissoko in a Spurs shirt then I'd sooner see that fan in a Spurs car standing on the terraces. Good what child. a disgusting thing to tweet about one of your own players. And, oh, so you know, when you've got a mentality like that... You don't need supporters like that, do you? You don't like need supporters that. like that. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not supporters, though, are they? You know, mm. they're not supporters, though, absolutely though, disgusting. And, yeah. you know, Moussa Sissoko, as I say, has, has given Tottenham a lot more dignity than an idiot that tweets something like that. Mm. Exactly. I think we can all agree on that. Let me ask you, Jace. I'm going to ask the panel on this as well. Um, Alderweire, Jace, only Dean fit enough for the bench. 3S Rayo asked the question. I think it's a good one as well. What do you make of Alderweire's repeated tweets getting behind him about upcoming <laughs> matches? Is it an over-enthusiastic PR game to try and get the fans on side or just him being very excited about how the team is doing? Last season, Walker went quiet. Toby's doing the opposite. Jace, I want to get your thoughts on this before I say my own and get the guys in. What do you make of it? Well, number one, you don't know if it's Toby or his his agent, management team, father, whoever's running his account. So that's the first thing. So, yeah. But it does feel a little bit like trying to win the PR battle to show that he's committed to Tottenham. Mm. There's an easy way to show you're committed to Tottenham, isn't there? Sign sign the contract. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, I don't have a problem that he's, he's not signing it. It's, it's his decision. He's, he's entirely free to get the best deal that he wants. I don't have a problem with that. But if he's not committed to Tottenham in that sense, then then try not to play the PR battle. Do we think he's worth his pay rise? I think everyone has said he's worth his pay rise, yeah. but we all know the way structure's got to change, but Kane is the first one that needs to, to change that, and yeah. once Kane's mark is set, then, then the rest of them will have to live in amongst the... If Harry Kane signs a contract for, say, 130 grand a week, Toby's not getting 150. No. And unfortunately mm. for Toby... Every week he's not playing and we continue to get results. It's it's not helping his case, is it? Mm. So, um, you know, we, none of us know those contract negotiations. All we know is the bit that leads to the paper that Toby wants X and we're not prepared to pay it. We don't know what Toby wants. Mm. We don't know if Toby wants that money and yet he wants a release clause in it if we're not a top four club and things like that. So without knowing the, the full negotiations like that everyone is, just, you know... Leave contracts to to those two parties. Don't let it bother us. Just move on. And if Toby doesn't want to be a part of Tottenham, he doesn't want to be a part of Tottenham. That's that's how I look at it. Yeah. Let me bring it around to you, Anna. I mean, the rumours are rumbling on on this one. I mean, for me, the longer it goes on, the less I feel it's in Tottenham's favour. Where do you stand on it, Anna, for you? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious to where you can put in an agenda saying that, yeah, it's just a media thing. It's just a PR thing. It's just him, like, boasting it up and stuff. But... As I said, I like to support my players uh, as long as they wear the shirt. You know, the minute they leave, fine, goodbye. But, you know, there's no reason why you can't um, support the team right now. There's no reason, even if you're injured and in your right mind, looking at your fellow players and you've been playing with them for a while and actually be genuinely happy for how well they're doing and genuinely want them to do well. Because, you know, if they do well and you come back in and you're fit enough, then you'll be doing well. You don't, you know, you don't want the team to do bad. So I can see where that part of it is coming from. As for contracts, I fully agree with Jason there. Like, you cannot, you don't don't get involved with it. It's not your job. Whatever comes out of it, they'll sign it. They'll make it work. And if they don't, then, well, that's a pity. But, you know, you can see it both ways. It can be just a PR stunt. I'd like to see it if it's not. But 
Who knows? Mm. Let me ask you, Sammy. I mean, if he's not going to start a game like the weekend where he's supposedly renowned to be our best defender and he can only make the bench, mm. when's yeah. he going to play, Sammy? Where are you on this? Well, the, 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 there's underlying issues there, and, and and I think it's being approached correctly at the club. Um, his, his agent, actually, by the way, is a guy called Stin Francis, who used to play for um, Belgium, um, uh, and he he'll be influenced very heavily by him. He, I, I, I feel as though. Um, I think he came out with a statement about um, a month ago saying if uh, if Tottenham aren't going to give him what he wants, he, he can find it elsewhere, which I found, if he's saying that publicly, mm. you never know what these... No. Um, I, b- believe you me, I'll be very careful what I say. And, and, and I mean, I'll have a joke and a laugh, but I, I used to work in, in, in sports and I've got to be careful what I say about agents. And, but they're very, very lucrative. And, and, and uh, in, in terms of what they'll say behind closed doors, to get the best out for themselves is, yeah. is a completely different story. What he's doing to Jan Vertonghen, I don't know, because you, you look at him and you see Tottenham. If you saw him in a different shirt, it would break your heart. Oh, course, so, yeah. uh, my, my, so my answer to, to your question directly is, um, do I know what will happen? I, I don't, actually. Uh, agents ruin absolutely everything. Um, yeah. What do I want to happen? He needs to be, and not in terms of a demanding way, i.e. I'm not going to play if I don't get what I want scenario, but he needs to get what he's worth, mate. I mean, you look mm. at him, let's go back to my philosophy, not that it's a, <laughs> a, a professional one. Who would you replace him with? Well, that's the thing. The argument you is, know? Sammy, that it's going to probably cost more to replace him than it is to maybe to pay on the new contract. Is that a fair thing to say? Well, massively fair thing to say, Ricky. Who would you replace him with? I don't know. I mean, listen, think we've, about we've it. had rumours about... I don't Who's available who well, you'd replace him with? That's an even worse question. The thing is, There's got, no one yeah, there. Yeah. Pay him his money, get the man in the squad and let's do our business. Yeah, I mean, you have rumours out there for the likes of Alfie Mawson, who don't get me wrong, Alfie Mawson, listen, he might <laughs> be potentially a we good defender in the long go- run. But you've got a finished article, haven't you? No, you can't keep going and getting these prodigies exactly. and turning them into good players mm. and taking credit for it. You'll get the same old, you know, title of the, you know, you turn the pressure on scenario. You do what you do very, very well, yeah. but it doesn't create what we want. Players like Jan Vertonghen, they create what you want results. Yeah. True. I think that's an absolutely perfect way to end it. I mean, Jason, anything you want to add on, on Toby? It's just a case of wait and see what happens, isn't it? We can't let it carry on and let it ruin our season, whatever we will be, won't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, we all hope it, the deal gets done, and um, fingers crossed it does. But but I'm not quite prepared to say I'd give him whatever he wants. That's for sure. Because as I say, I think if he wants if he wants the the big wages, then he has to be fully committed, and he can't have get out clauses in that contract. And and it's as simple as that. And we don't know what he's actually asking for. He's he's not shown and, any know. signs of not being fully committed, though, Jason. Has he? No, I mean, no, no. he hasn't. I mean, as a no, player, no. he's given us so much. Mm. No, absolutely. What I mean by fully committed is, if he says, "Pay me 150 grand a week," but if you're not top four next year, I want a release clause in there. Then mm. that shows he's. Then of that course. is what I mean by being not fully committed. Of to course. me, he he came to us on a release clause because Spanish contracts are that way. I think he went to Madrid on a release clause. And so, and he has a release clause in his current Tottenham contract. Mm. So if he wants to be a, a top earner at Tottenham and show full commitment to Tottenham, great. But you can't have a release clause in that contract. I don't know if he wants one. I don't, we, and that's the problem. None of us actually know no. the contract negotiations. So I wouldn't quite say give him whatever he wants, because he might say, in which case, give me 350 grand a week. 
or 400 grand <laughs> a week. You can't just say give him whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah that's for sure. Well, get, well, You've get, got to have he's a surely, he's, the, the thing is, we're, we, we, Spurs, though, we have this reputation. In fact, we have this reputation. It's not a reputation. It's a philosophy of doing things the way that the, the management, you know, let's say the bosses, Levy pulling the strings, the public strings, the way he wants to do it. And, 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 you know, it's not bowing down to these prices, but it's about time the new stadiums come in, the new age is coming, everything's coming for Tottenham. It's about time we show. And set our own president, Sammy. Not just the players, mm. but the world that we're, that we're yeah. ready to, to, to press the button. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's listen. That's going to rumble on. Let's talk about the, uh, the semi-final. Um, let me come round to you, Anna. Question here. Mm. Man United to come. Big, big game. Spoonie Nelson. That's an interesting one. Won't go into that one too much. He says, how do we beat Man United in the semi-finals? Can Poch outmanage Mourinho in a knockout situation? And should we drop Vorm and Soko for that game too? Lots of questions in there, Anna. Have you got the answers for us? <laughs> well, I'll try my best. Okay. Um, as for... OK, let me start with the easier ones, which was Vorm and Sissoko. Yes and yes. Uh, I feel like... I, don't get me wrong, Vorm did well, but I, I would rather have Hugo in goal. And uh, again, Sissoko did well, but I would rather have Musa and, um, and Wanyama or Dyer, one of the two of the three. Um, so that's easy. As for managing a knockout situation, I feel like I told this to a lot of friends and people that I feel like getting united in the semis and then obviously subject to winning, and that's what I'm hoping for, and then getting Chelsea in the final is better than having it the other way around. I, I feel agree. like United. Yeah would turn up more for the final. I'm not sure how much more they would turn up for the, the semi. So that's mm. what I'm hoping for. Um, I agree. In some mm. respect. And we have already beaten them at Wembley. Arguably, obviously, early goal, blah, blah, blah. But still, I feel like the job can be done against United. I don't really see a reason why not. And Mourinho plays such a negative football. Oh, he does. does. Oh, my goodness. That's just... Borinho is what I hear everyone say, and I just fully agree with it. So I don't see a reason why we couldn't just out-zip them and... They snooze a little bit and then we've just beaten them 3-0. <clears throat> no, maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> me... but the point is that they go for a snooze and uh, and we've won the game, hopefully. Oh, fingers crossed. Let me come round to you, Sammy. Mark Cohen asked the question, are Spurs now favourites for the cup, regardless of whether A, Kane is back for the Man United tie, or B, if they have the so-called home advantage in the semi-final? Yeah. You know that question, Sammy? Oh. Ah, oh, the home advantage shouts. I mean, don't get me started. No, that is, it. It, it's, it's really... <laughs> You know what? It was you could see it coming a mile off, couldn't you? And it was all predicted, and then lo and behold, the United fans poured out last apparently night. Apparently, they've made complaints. Can media. you believe this? They they've made complaints. Apparently, ridiculous. Eh? Apparently, they've made complaints to the yeah, FA. Oh, that. of, of course, course they. Are. Hey, listen. If any club were going to do it, it would have been Liverpool or, or Manchester United. <laughs> so, no, no, make no mistake. So, listen. The, the, the bottom line is, uh, you can you can five percent see the point. The other ninety-five percent that they don't see is how long it took us to be able to play at Wembley. And the bottom yes, line yes, is, it. let's be really straight about this. Wembley is everyone's advantage because it's this, it's the platform, it's the stage that everybody wants to play on. Yeah. Somebody going to Wembley for a semi, for a final, for a quarter, it is a knockout stage. And it is, it doesn't matter. It's a tournament venue for people to create results. All this Spurs being at home, it's bull. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, the, the question was, have Spurs got the advantage being um, at, at Wembley? And the answer is absolutely not. Okay. Uh, I believe Pochettino's playing us. He's training us from the um, uh, uh, away changing rooms. You know that. 
Yeah, well, Joyce, I heard that It's, as it's well. funny you say that, but Jack Ross, that we had on last week, Jack says Tottenham used the opposite Wembley changing room to England's home changing room. So as yeah, long yeah. as the home and away designations are the same as the international games, Spurs will be in their usual changing rooms. Yeah. So, <laughs> interesting what they're making. Jace, let me ask you, coming around to you. I mean, start of the season, Jace, it was a curse. Now apparently it's our advantage. Where do you stand on this whole debate, Jace? You know, it'll be a 50-50 crowd on the day and it's an entirely different thing to where you, you won't have to dairies to do all the way around the middle of the, you know, the holdings and things like that. It's it's a it's a neutral game. But I tell you what, if they want to move it from Wembley, fine, because Tottenham haven't lost away from Wembley for how long now? We haven't lost in 2018 away from Wembley, have we? So Apart from, yeah. I don't care where they play it. Yeah, Absolutely don't care where they play it. Play it at Anfield, play it at the Emirates, play it at... Kenilworth Road, play it in Stockport if you want. Please don't play at the Emirates, please. (laughs) Come on, come on. Where is the Emirates FA Cup, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, our record of winning semi-finals in the FA Cup is quite good at at Arsenal's ground as well. But, you know, honestly, mate, I don't think it matters where we play it. I've I've got faith that we can go wherever and get a result. And and we've done it, like I say, we haven't lost away from Wembley in 2018. So... You know, where where are they going to moon? Want to play on the moon or something like that, where we haven't won or something? It's ridiculous. They'll still find an agenda then, Jace, won't they? If it's about the moon, they will. Always... <laughs> They'd probably have the advantage. See, I mean, as Mourinho's head is so far in the clouds, <laughs> he's, he's closer to space. So this is true. <laughs> Let me ask you, coming around to you, Jace, for a second, back again. Janet Ilias asked the question. You know, United he reckons will part the bus if they do. How will we get past it? What do you think, Jace? Well, last time they wanted to park the bus, and we we knocked the bus out of the way before he'd even had a chance to put it in neutral, wasn't it? It was, it was gone. It was all over in ten seconds. So, you know, the key thing is, I think the key thing is to to play on the Mourinho side is score that first goal. Yeah. If you score that first goal, and let's be fair, we we've got enough firepower to to go ahead and score goals. Manchester United haven't been impregnable by any means this year, so um, we got a great chance. Got to respect Man United. They're on their day. They can be a good side. They've got great players. We've got great players. They've got players that can come up with a bit of magic. So have we. So, you know, if, if I'm being honest, if I take the Tottenham head away, it's a it's a fifty fifty game. Let's be fair. You can see Man United winning it. You can see Tottenham winning it. Oh, I think. But, um, I think Jason. There's, there's I think so many now good is players the time. on the pitch. Do you think now yeah, now no, is the time. don't get me wrong. I, I think we got a fantastic chance and. And actually, the, the question about favourites, we're actually favourites to win that game at the bookies already. Really? So, you know, oh, yeah, we're actually favourites to win the semi. Chelsea are obviously the favourites. <laughs> so, when, when we're Tottenham ever favourites to win well, a semi-final against Man United, Manchester I mean, it's, United. That, is incredible, that shows you the progress. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm oh. confident. But as I say, let's be fair, they're a good side. They've got good players. I think it's a 50-50 game. OK. Let me ask you, Sammy. Mark Butcher says, thoughts on the draw. Do we take our recent good form against Man United or the poor record in the semi-final since 1993? Of course we can do it, but I'm very nervous. Sammy, how are you going to this one? Can we finally get over the line as you say we need to? Who isn't nervous, mate? I mean, when you're a Spurs fan and you've oh, been a Spurs fan for 36 years... Yeah, you you used to you can you've got to be three four goals up before you think we've won, and that's previously you know, and that that's what being a Spurs fan has been true. all about. You know, it, it makes you panic. We are, you know, I've said it before. I put it on my Twitter. We should, you know, a season ticket should come with a free defibrillator. But the the bottom line oh, is, you know, I, I genuinely <laughs> feel as though we now. 
you know, we're, we're in a new age. But I'm not blinkered. I'm not blinkered when I say this. I speak to some of my friends who are blinkered, by the way, with their, their teams. They don't talk about anybody. But, but and when I talk about Tottenham and I'm giving them praise, I have to say, it's not, I'm not blinkered. I've been through the pain. It now mm. is happening for us. If there's a time to strike on Mourinho, it's now. He's lost it. In, in fact, if my opinion is I think he's trying to be controversial. I think some of the things he's doing are completely out of the box. I think he's not in his game zone. I think now's the time to strike on his weakness. I feel like anybody playing him could probably see a bit of blood and yeah. they should go for it. A squad uh, that they're not confident. And, you know, if they put in two or three bad passes, they're going to be flapping for the rest of the game because the way he's been towards them united where they are you can't you know you can't you, you can't mistake that that they, they are where they are with the league what they've achieved you can't mistake that where they are right at present with the manager they've got a flaw and and you know what if you ask me pochettino is absolutely the opposite of everything Mourinho is at the moment he's cool calm humble collective he feels like he's got his squad behind him adopting his philosophy they're all backing him they all trust the gaffer it's tottenham's game to lose for me Really, you guys as strong as that. Tottenham's going to lose, Sammy, you reckon? Absolutely. OK, there you go. Well, we're going to ask predictions closer to the time, but listen, we've enjoyed previewing this so far, and obviously there's a lot more to come. Obviously, we haven't got the date yet in terms of when this one will be um, finally pencilled in. But um, I've got to say, Anna, it's been such a pleasure having you back on the show tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed having you. It's been brilliant. I've honestly had such a good time. I've laughed so much, and thank you so much for having me oh, again. Oh, don't be silly. It's been our pleasure. Sammy, thank you for being, well... The, the entertainment for the evening. It's been brilliant. I'm sorry, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> no, honestly, you were amazing, mate. I've literally just sent out a tweet, so you're, you're hilarious. <laughs> thank you. We've enjoyed it. Thank you. And Jay, thank you as always. No problem, mate. I'm just going off to play with a bit of the old paprika from that. <laughs> hey, well, there you know that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's... <laughs> It's all about adding it yourself and not without the robot. <laughs> Ro robot paprika cake, I'm just about to go, mate. I'll, I'll regret that one in the morning. Oh, <laughs> well, guys, do you see we've got the international break coming up. We are going to be back next week doing a bit of a special on the season ticket price at Spurs. It will be worth a listen to. We're going to have the regulars back on. Jason's going to be with us, so that will be a really good show. So watch out for that one. As always, guys, have a cracking week. Enjoy the show. And come on, you Spurs! Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.